the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hope you're enjoying your Labor Day weekend as the Alcatulo Craft Beer cast comes to you on AM 970, The Answer. And if you're streaming anywhere in the United States of America or around the world, thank you and welcome. Uh, Overkill by Men at Work from their second album, uh, the U.S. album, uh, Cargo, which was released in 1983. Uh, great song, great video, uh, and, and really a great album. And, I, I, you know, I have friends that keep telling me I have to see Colin Hay. Uh, in concert, and I have yet to see him, the lead singer uh, of Men at Work. And one of these days, um, I'm hoping that my schedules align when he is in town in New York City that I can actually see him. We've got a great Labor Day show for you. Um, I hope everyone, like I said, is enjoying the weekend. You're enjoying some beverages. I'm actually uh, dry this month. I am uh, not drinking the entire month of September. That doesn't mean uh, that I am not going to bring some great uh, beer news to you. Uh, and I can tell you all the ways about how to follow me, et cetera, et cetera. But you know already. You know at, at Al Gattulo on Twitter, Gattulo on Instagram, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast. We're on the Hopped Up Network, Odyssey, iHeart. We're all over the place. iTunes, uh, Alexa as well. Now, coming up in 20 minutes, Sandy Anauker, the Vice President of Marketing for Founders Brewing, is going to join me. Founders celebrating 25 years this year as a brewery. A lot to talk about with him, what the future holds for this Michigan brewery. And they are having their... Uh, big celebration party in Grand Rapids coming up next weekend. Uh, so you want to hear about the uh, details about that and the possibility of a beer that has not been out for probably about five years. And they said it would never come back, but ooh, maybe it's coming back at some point. We shall see. That's coming up in about 20 minutes from now. But we've got a lot of news and notes to get to. Uh, th- this first segment is going to be very heavy uh, Southern California, because there was a lot of news about a week ago, and because we only had one segment of news, because I did two segments with uh, Jan Chuitasuk of um, Jersey Cyclone Brewing, we didn't have time to dive into a lot of the, the stuff that happened. So, Epic Brewing seasonal release of their award-winning Fest beer. It's now available on draft and in 16-ounce cans across the San Diego Brewery's distribution footprint. Uh, they are celebrating a whole bunch of events for Oktoberfest. That begins in their tasting rooms starting on September 17th. Uh, Epic's uh, Fest beer is a traditional German lager uh, brewed to mimic the Wiesen style, not to be confused with the Weiss meaning wheat or white. Uh, Weissen means the meadow, which refer- references the festival grounds where Oktoberfest is held in Munich each year and is local Bavarian slang 
for the beer style. So it is available right now, limited release, uh, all across their uh, distribution network as well as their tasting rooms. They are also doing a whole bunch of different things uh, to celebrate Oktoberfest. That'll take place Saturday, September 17th at Epic Brewery and Beer Hall in Vista, California. The following weekend, Oktoberfest on the Harbor takes over Epic's Point Loma Waterfront Beer Garden on Friday, September 23rd, Saturday, September 24th, and Sunday, September 25th. The brewery will also offer limited edition steins and freshly tapped fest beer at its newest tasting room, Epic La Jolla Beer House, located at 1273 Prospect Street, which opened back on Saturday, August 27th. I am planning on making a visit to Epic when I'm out in um, San Diego, and I think I'm going to do the Point Loma Waterfront location because I've seen such great pictures of it, and it looks great on the waterfront. And um, we have a, a lunch date with uh, the folks from Stone on Friday. My best friend and I were, do- were sort of doing like a really rapid beer weekend for a couple of days. So we're trying to hit as many spots as possible, and Epic I have not been to, so I am definitely going to check that out. And then another place that I'm hitting while I'm out in San Diego in November, Society Brewing. In April, 10-year-old Kearney Mesa's Society Brewing announced that it closed on a site to house its first-ever satellite venue, 2,800-square-foot space on the south end of San Diego's historic Old Town area. If you've been to San Diego's Old Town, it's a beautiful area uh, of San Diego. It's bordering a courtyard Shaded with neighboring businesses, Old Town Model Railroad Depot and Churchill Cigar Lounge. Um, so they they were doing a bunch of things where they talked about how they were going to have a pop-up uh, stand before they had the official opening. But the uh, construction went so well um, and proceeded so rapidly that they were able to open. So they they are they are now um, they're going to open to the public as soon as they receive its license from the California Department of Alcoholic Beverage Control. Uh, should be uh, if it's not open by now, it will certainly be open. Um, you know, within a week or so in September, so they will actually be open when I get out there uh, in November. It's 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Tuesday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Uh, Sundays and Mondays. Uh, this is located. Uh, do I have the address here? No. Well, it's it, it's in Old Town. Like I said, it's uh, uh, bordering Old Town Model Railroad Depot and Churchill Cigar Lounge. So can't wait to check out that area. Um, when I got out to San Diego as well. And then some sad news from McKellar Brewing. Uh, as you know, McKellar opened up a satellite operation in New York at City Field uh, a number of years ago. And then they closed it down during the pandemic because obviously if nobody was coming to baseball games, there's really no foot traffic over at City Field. So they shuttered that location. But now McKellar Brewing in San Diego informed its staff the company is closing their Miramar Brewery and Tasting Room. Uh, and all of their beers will now be uh, produced via contract brewing agreement with Alesmith Brewing. So Alesmith moved over there in 2014, uh, from, uh, you know, moved from, uh, Alesmith moved from their location to the old location where Ballast Point was. McKellar took over the old Alesmith location. But apparently uh, they're going back to contract brewing. They're saying that uh, COVID conditions, rising costs within the industry, the primary reasons for their decision to cease brewing operations in the United States, go back to contract brewing. Um, they will still have staff at their little Italy venue located at 2201 India Street. They will uh, continue to operate three smaller breweries in Copenhagen and London while maintaining contract production at uh, De Proof Browery. Um, but they are getting basically out of the brewing business itself and are going to contract brew. So the Little Italy neighborhood uh, brewery will still be open, so I definitely want to get over there 
uh, when I'm out in San Diego and check that out because McKellar's got some good stuff. And it was sad that they closed the City Field location, and I was looking forward to visiting the San Diego location, but now can't really do so much. So what are you going to do? Our good friends at Alosta Brewing, uh, as everyone knows, blood supplies, uh, not only in California but across the United States, critically low. So if you can donate blood, folks, do so. It is very important. And because of the pandemic, a lot of people didn't go out to donate blood. But in California, uh, they are critically low. So Alosta Brewing is partnered with the American Red Cross and California Love Drop. They're going to be hosting a blood drive Saturday, September 24th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. If you can donate, please consider joining them. Donors will receive a free haircut from Sports Clips Haircuts, as well as some to-be-announced items from Alosta and the California Love Drop team. So that's awesome. Uh, if you can donate blood, uh, certainly uh, do so because uh, it is uh, critically important, not only in California but across the United States. Kudos to Alosta Brewing for doing that. Uh, Ramstein Beer, uh, they're doing their Oktoberfest release uh, next week, Saturday, September 10th, 2 to 5 p.m. in Butler, New Jersey. Free admission, ceremonial uh, wood barrel tapping, samples, draft cans, bottles, much more. Um, Greg does a great job with the traditional German beers. Um, unfortunately, like I said, I am going dry for the month of September. Uh, but I'm going to try and make it over there at some point during the month to pick up some of the Oktoberfest beer. Because it was, I had it last year, it was excellent. It was very good and enjoyed it a lot. As I announced last week on the program, the AC Beer and Music Festival, the dates have been announced for next year for 2023. Saturday, June 3rd, Sunday, June 4th, Baderfield. Tickets are on sale in December for just the beer. The artists will be announced in February, so you definitely want to uh, check that out. If you haven't been to the Atlantic City Beer and Music Festival, you got to go. It's outside. Yes, there's very little shade. It's hot. It's the summertime. It's still late spring, whatever you want to call it, but it's a great time. It's a great experience. My best friend and I have been going now for uh, six or seven years. It is just awesome. I, I, I cannot tell you how much fun that I have at that event every single year. And then finally... Uh, I was recently asked to be a part of Brewery Strong, uh, an organization uh, that was uh, started by Rob Callahan and um, helping people all across the state of New Jersey who are in the hospitality business, uh, bartenders, uh, you know, people who work at breweries, uh, waitresses, et cetera, et cetera. And they are they were giving money out during the pandemic for people that didn't have jobs. Well, I mentioned it last week on the program, but now it's official and the website is live. The Made in Jersey Festival, uh, which is going to take place on Saturday, October 22nd from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. in Wiggins Waterfront Park in Camden, New Jersey. Uh, it is going to be a fantastic time, and we want you to join us in Camden for a taste of our state. From tomatoes to peaches to corn to beers, wine, spirits, farm fresh food, world-class artisanal products, New Jersey is home to the best in the country. We're gonna, they're going to be featuring producers, vendors, and crafters from all over the state. You'll enjoy some live music, family fun, and Jersey-made Wine, beer, and spirits. The the event is free to attend, but you can pre-purchase drink packages for $20. It includes two drink tickets and a commemorative cup. Packages are already on sale. The website, visitsouthjersey.com. You can click on there and uh, and buy your tickets. If you are a vendor and you want to be there and you're a Jersey uh, you're a Jersey vendor, there's a, a spot right on the site in the Made in Jersey Festival page where vendors can apply. Um, this uh, Made in Jersey Festival... First time, we're hoping to make it an annual event. It will be presented by the Camden County Board of Commissioners. Visit South Jersey and Brewery Strong to feature Southern New Jersey and Camden County. I will be there on Saturday, October 22nd. 
Maybe we'll do the show from there. Maybe we'll tape something. I don't know. We're gonna. We have to do something to kind of spice this event up a little bit. But it's going to be great. It's going to be a great time. Saturday, October twenty second. Again, it's free to attend. You can purchase uh, drink package tickets. But come on out, enjoy some fun. Uh, we're gonna have a great time. Visit SouthJersey.com and then just click on the link for Made in Jersey Festival. Now, when we come back after a short break, more news and notes from around the beer world. This is the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, a little Black Sabbath Dio, The Mob Rules. That's their, that was their second album, um, which was not uh, as accepted universally by the critics as uh, Heaven and Hell was. Heaven and Hell is just uh, an absolute epic album from beginning to end. And oddly enough, I'm seeing this new thing for Last in Line, which is former members of Dio... Um, and I think Vivian Campbell is a part of this. I don't know who else is in the band. I have to go check this out. They're going to be uh, playing in November. They're going to play select stuff from Dio. Uh, they have a new album out, I guess, this Last in Line, and then they're going to have select stuff from the Dio albums from uh, Last in Line and Holy Diver and uh, uh, Sacred Heart, which is interesting. The Sacred Heart is obviously the last album that Vivian played on. So uh, interesting to see. I don't know. It's a Sunday night, so I might not do it, but uh, got to take a look. I think it's in T-neck they're playing, so maybe it's not that far away from me, so we'll see what happens. Now, coming up in 10 minutes, uh, Sandy Anauker, the Vice President of Marketing for Founders Brewing, will join me. Founders celebrating 25 years this year. A lot to talk about with him, What's the, what the future holds for the Michigan Brewery, uh, and they have their big celebration uh, coming up um, in their Grand Rapids location coming up next weekend, uh, so you definitely want to um, uh, check out the information uh, that Sandy will have there. That's coming up in just about 10 minutes from now. But we've got a lot of news to get to. want to try and get through it as quickly as possible. The second annual Joyride Fresh Hop Festival will feature more than 10 breweries coming up on Saturday, September 24th at Joyride Brewing Company in Edgewater, Colorado from 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. The event, a mass tapping of fresh hop beers from Colorado craft breweries near and far. And as a bonus... Joyride will have a tie-dye station on site. That's pretty cool. 10% of sales from Fresh Hop Beers on September 24th will be donated to the Colorado Brewers Guild to support their mission of promoting, protecting, and propelling independent craft breweries in Colorado. Uh, The following uh, CBG member breweries will be offering uh, Fresh Hop Beers uh, this month. Barrel and Bottles Brewery, Broken Compass Brewing, Call to Arms Brewing Company, Comrade, uh, Fiction Beer, Jagged Mountain, Joyride, Launchpad, New Terrain, Odell, Ratio Beer Works, Station 26, and Strange Craft Beer Company. So uh, uh, for more information, just head over to Joyride Brewing's um, Facebook page. They have an event page set up. You can get all the information right there. Genesee Brewing invested $4 million to transform its old packaging center in the Genesee Brew House. Uh, since then, it's become a mainstay in Rochester and a popular destination for hundreds of thousands of visitors each year. So to celebrate the milestone, Genesee Brewhouse hosting a 10th birthday bash. Uh, the event will be held outside at the Brew House uh, Saturday, September 10th from 2 to 8 p.m. It's a free community event involving live music, food trucks, and specialty beers from Genesee. Along with the neighborhood and community, the city of Rochester helped pave the way for the Genesee Brewhouse. 
uh, live performances from local music acts. They're going to have a bunch of local food trucks that will be there, uh, along with uh, Meet the Press, Waffles Are Wild, and Rob's Al Dente to give uh, attendees a variety of dining options. And they're going to have a whole bunch of different uh, Genesee beer trucks will be there serving up Genesee Classics, uh, Seasonals, and limited edition beers. The admission to the event is free, although you have to purchase, obviously, the food, drinks, and merchandise um, if you want to, uh, you know, imbibe or eat. Obviously, you got to pay for that. Um, leave your pets at home. Lawn chairs are welcome. Just head over to Genesee Brew House on Facebook for more information there. Uh, Turtleback on Tap. This is hosted by New Jersey's number one zoo. Supporters are able to enjoy live dozens of seasonal brews from around the corner and around the world, all set to the backdrop of the beautiful Essex County Turtleback Zoo. If you haven't been to the Turtleback Zoo, you're missing out on something. Uh, Obviously, in West Orange, New Jersey, wine and spirit tastings will also be available, as well as food vendors. Turtleback on tap, a benefit for the Essex County Parks Foundation. This is taking place on Saturday, September 24th from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. The rain date is on Sunday, September 25th, but that's only if there is like a torrential downpour are they going to cancel this. It is basically a rain or shine event. Uh, This will uh, support the Essex County Parks Foundation, a 501c3 organization, supports uh, local activities and programs in the county parks throughout Essex County. $60 general admission tickets, $15 designated driver. $60 is a lot of money. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be... Straight up with you, 60 bucks is a lot of money for an event, but the proceeds do go to this nonprofit, the Essex County Parks Foundation. So take that in mind. Um, but I have not seen a lot of the breweries that are going to be there, um, so I'm not exactly sure how great this event is going to be. I actually have something going on that day, um, so I will not be able to attend uh, the event, but uh, we'll see what happens. I, I know I've heard good things from previous years, but I know as years have gone by, less and less breweries have attended uh, this event. So uh, I don't know what's what's going on there. You have to be 21 or older uh, in order to um, uh, to attend. Um, there will be some animals available that you can, wa- you know, take a look at, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, they do try to um, limit uh, the amount of exposure to the animals to the people because obviously you don't want to scare them. Now, the other big news in New Jersey, State Division of Alcohol Beverage Control, back on Friday, August 26th, adopted a special rule to allow bars, restaurants, and liquor stores in New Jersey to use third-party delivery services and bring booze right to the doorstep beginning this fall. It creates the third-party delivery permit, which will allow liquor-serving establishments to contract with services like DoorDash, Instacart, and Amazon Flex. Um, This is, according to the ABC, a game-changer, says James Graziano. Uh, He says, tremendous opportunity for growth. We've worked diligently to craft a permit that serves as an economic stimulus for the industry while maintaining the integrity of New Jersey's robust liquor laws. Hint, hint, those need to change. The third-party delivery permit includes appropriate safeguards to ensure orderly, controlled, verifiable, and accountable deliveries of alcoholic beverages. Governor Murphy is also on board with this. He says, uh, applauded the rule as a step forward in a consumer world that is changing fast due to technology. He said, safety will be the top priority. Um, we want to make sure that those involved, Murphy says, in delivering and receiving these products are authorized to do so. As we continue with the COVID-19 economic recovery, we must continue to take steps to evolve and adapt to our new normal. So you have to be 21 years old in order to get the alcohol. Uh, breweries are not included in this. More on that in just a second. Uh, if the person is underage or visibly intoxicated, the driver is to refuse the delivery. Also, Delivery of alcohol will not be allowed on college campuses, the ABC said. Permits will cost $2,000. That's a good move 
No booze on the college campus. Listen, I get it. If you're over 21, you're probably not living on the campus to begin with, but that's a smart move because you don't want to have uh, underage drinking, which I understand that. Now, why are breweries not involved? Well, breweries are not involved because they didn't want to get involved in this. This is something that's separate. Um, A lot of them, some wanted to be involved in it, but a lot of them didn't, and, and here's why. The markup on delivery services is a lot of money. The breweries already have very small margins in which to make money. This would have cut into those profits a lot more. So uh, Scott Wells, owner of Bolero Snort Brewery, and, uh, of course, a frequent guest on this program, he says, I don't see this hurting breweries as long as the state passes a law to allow brewery home delivery to remain in effect permanently. It's temporary right now, and uh, I think it's 90 days after or six months after the pandemic uh, orders end. Uh, the fact of the matter is, Scott says, we'd love it if these bars, restaurants, and liquor stores were selling our beers through Uber Eats, but the reality is they'll be selling big beer and beer made out of state, and I do not disagree with him on that point. Um, I don't think you're going to be calling, like, say, a Paragon Tap and Table and seeing what they have on draft and getting a crowler, which I don't even think they have their crowler machine working, uh, to be honest with you, of, of you know, Bolero's latest uh, concoction. Just don't see it happening. Uh, it's a good move. It's a good first step for some. But more needs to be done. And let's hope, now that we're in September, that we're going to get some things done. Uh, Craft beer lovers and history buffs invited to follow the journey of hops. Uh, One of New York's original cash crops from a field to brewery to pint glass, Genesee Country Village, and Museum's Hop Harvest Festival. That comes up Saturday, September 10th. From 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., you can tour a working 19th century brewery, taste historical beers and local craft brews, learn about historical uses for hops, enjoy live music in a beer garden, and so much more. Have to be 21 or older in order to consume the alcohol. You have to show valid identification. The Hop Hop Harvest Festival is sponsored by C.P. Ward General Contractor. Tickets are on sale now at gcv.org slash events slash Hop Harvest Festival. Roarback Brewing Company is the sponsor of the beer. They make the beer. Uh, Sample Stocking Hill Ale, American Wheat Ale, Fat Ox Ale, and an American-style brown ale. You can sample those, purchase a pint, or bring home a growler of either of those historical brews. There will also be other breweries that will be there talking. Cursive Brewing Company, Strange Design Brewing, and Nine Spot Brewing, uh, as well as Roarbox. They'll be pouring in their beer garden from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m., which is really, really cool. So if you're looking for a uh, historical event to go to next Saturday, you've uh, you've got a plan if you're going up uh, in the Rochester area. And then finally, our good friends from Trogues, they've uh, brought out their once-a-year hazy double IPA hop cyclone. It's a combination of citrus, sabro, simcoe, and sultana, which conjures notes of ripe pineapple, soft citrus, and juicy peach. London 3 yeast prevents the big double IPA bolsters the tropical notes. Uh, it is uh, a 9% ABV. It is available on draft and in 16-ounce cans everywhere Trogues beer is sold. And it is out now, which is very cool. When we come back after a short break, Sandy Anauker, the Vice President of Marketing for Founders Brewing, will join me. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer, this Labor Day edition of the Craft Beer Cast. I hope you're having a great Labor Day weekend, great barbecues, some delicious beer. I'm actually 
doing a dry month this month. And I know people say, September? Why are you doing a dry month in September? I'm going on vacation in November. I've got a wedding in October, and I've got to lose a few pounds here. So uh, to fit into my suit and fit in my vacation clothes uh, come November. So that's why I'm doing a dry month this month in September. But I am having uh, a great time at some different barbecues, and uh, my best friend had one yesterday making some amazing uh, you know, ribs and all kinds of stuff, brisket in his smoker, which probably doesn't help the whole you know, dry month and calories, et cetera, et cetera. Well, anyway, uh, I, I digress. My next guest is the vice president of marketing for Founders Brewing, the brewery celebrating 25 years, making fantastic beer in Michigan and, of course, distributing nationwide and in various places around the world. Foundersbrewing.com is the website for more information. Let me welcome to the Craft Beer Cast for the first time, Sandy Analker. Sandy, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you, Al? And happy Labor Day to everybody listening and uh, really wishing you the best on somehow doing a dry September, Al. <laughs> somehow. See, I like that. That's the optimism there because I'm sure that I'm going to have <laughs> lots of beers being thrust on me this month and I have to go, no, nope, I'm sorry, I'm not drinking this month. And they all look at me uh, probably as if I have a problem, which I do, but it's not alcohol. But anyway, uh, Sandy, you've, <laughs> you've been with Founders for a number of years now. You came in before covid when marketing beer went one way, and then during COVID, you had to shift the marketing game. We'll get into that in a second, though. But can you speak to how a Michigan-based brewery, mind you, you're in all 50 states, becomes the beer all-day IPA of the Philadelphia 76ers? Yeah, you know, that was an interesting uh, an interesting collaboration and partnership that popped up. So, um, yeah, being a Michigan brewery, we have tons of fans here in Michigan and throughout the Midwest. And as, of we, as we have grown our distribution, we've found that sports fans really enjoy having a hoppy craft, refreshing, sessionable craft beer. And um, the fans in Philadelphia were no different. And at the Wells Fargo Center, where the Philadelphia 76ers play, it's one of the top-selling craft beers there. Now, we trail a, a little, uh, or not a little, a, a very popular brand called Yingling there, but mm-hmm. it, um, it, it does really well there. And so the 76ers reached out about um, an opportunity to, to further that partnership. And so um, it, it was, it, it's, it's been an interesting um, foray for us, our first time partnering with a professional sports team. Um, but it's done really well, and the fans of Philadelphia really appreciated the uh, the outreach from a brewery in Michigan. That's pretty awesome. And the only reason why the question popped in my head was because of the fact that the other day I ran into uh, Isaiah Thomas, who, of course, well-known for the Detroit Pistons, and thinking, well, why wouldn't Founders partner up with the Detroit Pistons? Why the 76ers? And I know this was over a year ago, but it was just one of those things. And uh, running into Isaiah kind of popped that into my head. Now, before you came on board with Founders, Sandy, how well did you know uh, both Mike Stevens and Dave Engbers? Um, you know, I knew them from afar, just being a craft beer fan. Um, I knew of Mike Stevens and, and, and Dave Angbers as craft beer pioneers. I knew of Jeremy Kosmicki, mm-hmm. our uh, brewmaster here, as oh, yeah. a craft beer rock star. Um, so I was a bit starstruck when I started here to be in meetings with these, uh, uh, these celebrities of craft beer. Um, but, you know, just getting to know them and, you know, hearing their stories, it, it's, a, it was, it's an easy transition to come into here despite you know, having these craft beer icons um, interacting with you every day. It's a very familial atmosphere here, and uh, they, they did a great job of 
not only sharing their story, but making making all of us feel part of the story and our growth here at Founders. We're talking with Sandy Anauker, the v- Vice President of Marketing for Founders Brewing. They're celebrating 25 years this year. Foundersbrewing.com, the website for more information. We're here on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. What does it mean to you as the Vice President of Marketing of a 25-year-old brewery like Founders? Is there a different approach to marketing a beer that's available in all 50 states? Oh, 100%. It's, it's, and especially, and you mentioned COVID and just the massive changes that we've seen with consumer buying patterns mm-hmm. and behaviors and what people are expecting out of beer. To have a beer like All Day that's, you know, that's 10, 10 years of growth from All Day IPA, to have a brewery that's been around for 25 years, you constantly have to consider how you reinvent yourself for emerging consumers, for emerging craft beer drinkers without getting away from your roots, without being, without forgetting that we are a Grand Rapids-based, strong Michigan craft brewery that always puts our liquids first, right. that never cuts corners when it comes to the premium, the premium liquids that we have to put out there. But also, you know, you're reaching a much larger audience now um, whose tastes are constantly changing. And so um, that's always the balance that we have to strike here on the marketing side is how do we evolve without losing the foundation of what we've always stood for as a brewery. Right, because you can't you can't just keep doing the same thing over and over again because eventually the people that are you know are your biggest supporters will say, "All right, well, they're kind of getting tired and it's the same stuff." So, yeah, you do have to sometimes do things a little bit differently. Now, what's the plan for the rest of the year for founders in terms of celebrating 25 years, Sandy? Yeah, so the the way that we wanted to celebrate 25 years was to do it with our with our the, the, the fans who got us there, and that's really here in our home state of Michigan. Now, of course, we have fans everywhere, and we love all of our fans. But with our two tap rooms here in Michigan, we wanted to celebrate in really big ways and, and, and bring people to our breweries to celebrate with us. So we, earlier this year, we had our 25th anniversary party in Detroit. We have one upcoming on September 10th here at our brewery in Grand Rapids, and we just want to go big. We want to... Um, you know, new beers that we're going to be putting on tap, um, a nod to some beers that may be coming in the future from founders to bring them to our fans in, a, in an early way. Mm. Uh, giveaways of concert tickets, giveaways of, of really high-value uh, swag. Um, and then we're going to have the our own house band, the, the FBC All-Stars, the Founder Brewing Company All-Stars, which stars our very own rock star, as I mentioned, Jeremy Kosmicki, perform Live for fans, so it'll be a it'll be a big deal. Welcome everybody to come from all over. We will we we know we'll be having people come from all over the country to celebrate with us, and we think it'll be a really fun party and a really great way to say thank you to uh, thank you to the craft beer drinkers everywhere. And we're talking with Sandy Anauker, the vice president of marketing for Founders Brewing. They're celebrating, as he said, twenty five years this year. The big party coming up in Grand Rapids uh, next weekend on September tenth. Foundersbrewing.com is the website for more information. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Camp on AM 970, The Answer. Now, are we going to see the return of some classics like CBS? It's an amazing beer. When I spoke to Dave Engbers a few years back, he was here in studio uh, in New York. He said, no plans to make another batch. Uh, Any thought to bringing that back, or are we looking at newer beers as the last few months of 2022 play out? Over the 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 rest of 2022, we are looking at new beers. Uh, We are... You know, we've just launched a cold IPA for all day called All Day Chill Day, which has received really great reception from consumers. Earlier this year, we launched a beer called Four Giants in the Haze of Destiny, which is a, a four-pack Imperial Hazy IPA that is 
kind of dangerous with how much the alcohol is kind of hidden in it from how big the flavor and the, the haze is in that beer. Right. And as we go through the rest of this year, you know, we have some barrel age releases um, that have come. But uh, when, when, when you mentioned CBS and some fan favorites, as I mentioned, you never want to forget about the foundation that brought you there. Right. And as we look ahead to 2023, well, I can't say for sure I will say never say never when it comes to a brand like CBS because it's been it's been a while since we put that beer out yes. there, and we constantly hear on social media from our biggest fans about you know needing that beer to come back into package. So um, I don't want to say too much without saying too much, but never say never when it comes to CBS. Totally understand, and that's exactly why I still have a bottle from a number of years ago that is sitting uh, in my basement right now, waiting for the right time to pull that out, let it age a little bit. And, and crack that open. Last question for me, Sandy. Is it true, this because this was intriguing, I read this in an interview, that Masagave Seltzer was in part created because your wife was not a fan of the original beer, and you and Mike Stevens sort of played around with the beer and soda water in the brewery until you got it right? That is 100% true. So I brought a batch of the barrel barrel-aged brand Masagave, which is a, a, a Imperial Goza home, and shared it with my wife. It was an experimental flavor we were working at the time. Um, and sometimes we get to bring some batches home and uh, share it with our family and friends. And I gave a, a little bit to my wife as she was kind of working on her computer. And she said, it's too thick. I can't drink this. I think it's good. I don't know. We had just gotten a soda stream at the time. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to dump a bunch of this soda water into there. Mm-hmm. And uh, she loved it. And she's a, she's a seltzer consumer. And so when we started talking about how we might tow in the water, with hard seltzer, um, we were Mike and I were meeting. We brought Jeremy into the meeting, and we just went down to the tap room, bought a couple of bottles of masagave, asked for some soda water, and started playing around with percentages. Um, now that's not how masagave seltzer is made. It's not watered down beer, <laughs> right. but at least it got us down that flavor profile of how we want to formulate a potential a differentiated seltzer for the market. See, that's cool. I, I love that you, you kind of on the fly kind of thought of it and then said, how can we do this? Because I'm always asking people, especially brewers, when they come up with stuff, are they looking at it from a, a, a does it just happen by mistake or is it from a, a food recipe thing? They've eaten a particular food and they want to kind of duplicate that in a in a beer. And I love the fact that you just said, well, let me just put some seltzer water in here and see if I can thin it out a little bit. And you guys came up with that. That, to me, that's yeah, that's pretty awesome. And, and Al, I think that's one of the really cool things about founders is as we've grown, of course, we have more resources and market research and data. And there, there's so many things at our disposal as we think about how new beers to release and innovation. Sure. But we've never forgotten. While that science part is really important, we've never forgotten the part that art that our brewers here um, bring to the table. And so it is a really good blend here that we have of the beers that we know consumers are drinking right now with. What can we cook up that's different and differentiate? And what if we were to mix these two ingredients? Or what if we were to use this experimental hop? And that part, that swashbuckling has never gone away from this company. That's that's awesome. My guest has been Sandy Anauker, the Vice President of Marketing for Founders Brewing. They're celebrating 25 years this year, and the big party in Grand Rapids takes place next Saturday, September 10th. You want to get on it if you're in Grand Rapids or you want to make a quick little journey Go do it. Foundersbrewing.com, the website for more information on all of that stuff. Sandy, thanks so much for joining me tonight. Congratulations on 25 years. I really appreciate you giving me a few minutes. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Al. You got it, Sandy. Up next, it's time for Suds and Duds on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer.
doesn't like Rick Springfield? Oh, yeah. Love somebody from Rick Springfield. Come on. I saw this guy. Wow. I can't believe it's been, I have to do the math. It's been six years uh, since I saw Rick Springfield in Brooklyn on Coney Island. And let me tell you something. He was awesome that night. And I love the fact that he has uh, teamed up with uh, Sammy Hagar. They're doing the rum now. And, you know, it's just a lot of fun. Anyway, um, Suds and Duds, final segment of the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. And before we get to Suds and Duds, our good friends from Ross Brewing, a new beer announcement from them. Uh, it is out now in New Jersey and New York. Very salty. It's a 4.1% strawberry pretzel sour ale. Adding real strawberry puree alongside salted pretzels, Himalayan pink salt, and vanilla to their tart goza. Made for an absolutely delicious beer that is sweet, sour, and salty. Um, it is uh, an, The inspiration was strawberry yogurt covered pretzels. Very cool. Uh, kudos to uh, my good friends at, at, uh, Ro- at Ross Brewing. And it is out now wherever you buy your beer in New York and New Jersey. Mexican hot chocolate. Let's dive right in uh, to Suds and Duds before we run out of time here. Mexican hot chocolate by Source Brewing. An outstanding dessert beer. Nice heat. And it honestly, this was something that had been sitting in my refrigerator for two years before I cracked it. And it was phenomenal. The heat was fantastic. Uh, just enough to give you that, um, that, that hot flavor. And then kind of back off a little bit. And that uh, is what I like um, from, uh, you know, heat beers. I don't want oppressive heat. I just want enough that I know it's there and then it, it backs down. So, and as always, Source Brewing does such a wonderful job. Uh, this was a couple of weeks ago at my, uh, my best friend's house. Big barbecue with, um, you know, with just all kinds of uh, smoked meat. And we had a great time uh, this past Saturday at his house. Ribs and pulled pork and brisket and all kinds of stuff with... Uh, Lifelong friends, people that I've uh, I've known uh, for 40 years who are essentially my family. Now, a couple weeks ago, got to hang out with the ladies um, from Ajapis Sarvasaria uh, in, uh, at the Jeffrey uh, in New York, in Manhattan, in the, uh, right, right by the Roosevelt, uh, uh, Roosevelt Island tram. So I dived into a, a flight first before I had some full pours, but uh, Matsukura... Uh, or Matsurika? Matsurika, I believe it's pronounced. It was a simple pilsner, not crispy, very, very easy to drink. Had a great time with the ladies, by the way. And ladies, thank you for your hospitality. You guys were, all, you ladies were awesome. Uh, sour Yuzu um, was the next one up. A very approachable sour, super light. Uh, this is something that I would introduce people to sours. If you're looking to get into sours and you don't want anything um, too bitter or too bitey, um, or, uh, bitter is not the right word. Too puckery. Um, this is a perfect beer for that. So the uh, sour yuza, and they love using uh, yuza fruit. So um, really cool. Very good beer. Uh, Katsu Maru. Uh, hazy, not juicy, great bite, solid, solid uh, IPA. 
And then I had a, a full pour of the Namaburu uh, excellent rice lager. Lemon dry, goes down really fast. Um, this is probably this was probably my favorite beer of the rice lager because uh, it was just super light and delicious. And the uh, Nico uh, IPA, a fantastic West Coast IPA. They absolutely nailed that beer. Um, just had such a great time uh, with the ladies from Jeppa Cervaceria. And I got to get over, back over to the Jeffrey because that was a really cool place. Um, it's, it's sort of tucked away, like I said, at Roosevelt Island. Um, and uh, right by the tram, uh, I was able to get parking on the street, which is great. Uh, but just to be able to spend time and have, have, have a, just a wonderful evening uh, to start a little mini vacation that I took a couple of weeks ago, um, it doesn't get any better than that. So, ladies, thank you for the hospitality. Had a great time uh, and certainly would love, um, if they're back in New York again, would love to spend time with them again because they were absolutely a lot of fun. A lot of knowledge, too. Um, a lot of knowledge about beer, why they brew beer, uh, why they got together. Uh, just a fun story. Uh, I had interviewed them a couple of weeks ago. Uh, definitely check it out because uh, it is uh, definitely an interview that you want to listen to. Um, then we were out at Jones Beach the next day to see Joe Bonamassa, Kenny Wayne Shepard, and Jason Bonham. And I have to tell you, I love Jones Beach. The problem that I don't like about Jones Beach is that it takes forever to get there uh, from where I live. And so, you know, it's a haul. It, over two hours. Like, we left at like 20 after 1 in the afternoon on a Friday, and we drove... Uh, by the time we got to our parking spot and actually cracked open a beer, I think it was closer to 4 o'clock. It was probably somewhere around a quarter to 4, 10 to 4. So um, it's a long drive, but it's absolutely worth it, especially when you drive in and you're driving towards the beach and you're driving, you're driving towards the amphitheater and you see what's going on. You know, you're getting pumped for the concert. It's great. So we parked literally, you know, 100 yards from the entrance. Started cracking open beers. My neighbor, uh, Greg, had happened to be up in Massachusetts a couple days before, called me, said, listen, I'm going to stop by Treehouse. What do you want? I go on the website. Uh, I start looking at a couple of different things. And I tell him, get me the Pilsner, get me a Hefeweizen, and get me an IPA. And he goes, really? And I go, yeah, because I've had tons of IPAs from Treehouse. It's what they're known for. And I've had a lot of stouts from them. Both they do exceptionally well. The hazy, juicy IPAs, they knock it out of the park. But I want some other stuff because I want to try some of their other stuff that they that they do, see how they do. Because let's face it, if you can't make a Pilsner, then the rest of your beers are off. Now, obviously, I know Treehouse's beers are not going to be off, but I still want to try it. So they had a Pizzeria Pils, solid, crushable Pilsner, a fantastic beer, uh, went down like water. Probably should have told them to get me two four-packs of it, uh, but since I'm dry for the month of September, uh, probably a good idea that I didn't. Uh, excellent beer. Then I moved on to Dreamer. This is another great tailgating beer. Love the banana flavor in it. I love the can art. Uh, it was phenomenal. Just a super easy drinking uh, half of ice. And the, the good thing about it is when I crack one, the, the last can that I have opened in October, it's still going to taste fantastic. And then I went with uh, the Summer by Treehouse. A great double uh, IPA. Smooth, creamy, delicious. I love that it was sunflowers. It just, obviously, it spoke summer. Uh, so I really enjoyed um, that beer uh, very much. The the summer beer is just a fantastic beer. And again, one of those things where I didn't want to get very green or green or, you know, juice machine. I've had all those beers. And Treehouse has such an extensive selection of beers 
that I, I said, you know, I got to go different. Now, one of the beers that I did have that I didn't purchase, but my neighbor Greg did, the Double Nectarist Peach. And this is what I wrote on Untapped. And if you want to follow me there, at Gatulo, G A T T U L L O. Sweet Jesus, this is delicious. Like diving into the juiciest fruit right off the vine. So, nectarine, peach, all that juiciness. You know, when you bite into one of those, you, you pick it right off the vine and you take a bite of it, and the juice is just running down your chin because there's so much of it in there because it's so ripe and so fresh. That is what I got out of that beer. That's a beer I'd probably, the next time he's up there, if they have it, I would get a four-pack of that. That was just absolutely fantastic. What a great beer. And, you know, I've said this before, um, outside of New Jersey, Treehouse is probably my favorite national beer right now. Trogues is a strong second because they do such great stuff. Um, But I would have to say Treehouse is probably uh, the top tier of national beers that I've had. Uh, in in recent past, Trillium is up there too, probably number three. Trogues is probably two. Trillium three. I know people are like, oh, that's blasphemy. Listen, it's my opinion. You don't have to agree with it, um, but they do a phenomenal job. And and what I look at when when I look at Treehouse, I think Treehouse source. Now I know people are going to say that's crazy uh, because Troon is far and beyond, you know, whatever. But I haven't had enough from Troon. I love I love what Troon does. It's a fantastic marketing plan, but. I think Source, for me, for the amount of beers that I've had from Source, Source and Treehouse are kind of similar in that way. Just my opinion, folks. You don't have to uh, take it seriously. Now, we are out of time. My thanks to everyone involved in the show, as well as my guests, Sandy Anauker, the Vice President of Marketing for Founders Brewing, and, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. I will be back live on the Joe Piscopo Show Tuesday at 6 a.m. Have a great Labor Day, everybody. This has been the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Cheers, everybody. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com. <laughs> 